This is the Footy Couple Podcast. Round nine is all complete. The only thing is I'll be the only one here today. So Sophie's a bit unwell. So I'll analyse the Crows game and go through all the awards for the Crows and for Port as well. So hopefully you'll enjoy this episode. So we'll jump straight into it. We'll start with the Saturday game, which was the Port match against North Melbourne. Did what they had to do. It was a 70-point win, so you can't complain too much about that. First quarter, they were pretty good, um, North Melbourne. They actually competed really well against Port. They just, I think Port just didn't quite switch on, I think, in that first quarter. That North Melbourne played their game a little bit. But the second quarter, they really did click. I think they kicked eight goals to one, and some of their players really just started to dominate. And then from that point on, it was just an easy win for Port Adelaide. As I said, 70 points. The usual suspects in the last few weeks have been brilliant. Zach Butters, once again, was absolutely dominant in the midfield. Disposal was brilliant as he was and just his work rate running up and down the field was very impressive he had he took marks like in defensive 50s you could see him running into the forward line just shows that work rate that you know midfielders do need to have like really good midfielders he's slowly becoming that for Port Adelaide and he's doing really well uh, Connor Rosie was really good once again in that midfield Miles Bergman has just become a revelation of halfback intercept marking was so impressive especially in that first half he was magnificent in that and his disposal was really good idea. It was a bit critical of him against Essendon that his disposal was a little bit off, but couldn't say much about this week. He was brilliant off the halfback. And then the forward line, they did really well without Charlie Dixon. He was out with a quad strain. And Todd Marshall was subbed out with another concussion, which was really sad. Finlayson was really good, other than just kicking. He kicked three goals five. He could have easily kicked six. He was fantastic. Like Every time it went to him, you could just see he was going to mark it. He was going to do something with it. And that's the presence he's, he's actually given for Port Adelaide in their forward line and in the ruck too. I think um, Champion Data was saying that he is the... When he goes in the midfield, um, they win majority of the clearances at Port Adelaide. So maybe they need to get him there a bit more. Trademark is obviously winning it and getting out of the centre himself. So he, he did that once again this week too. So... Three goals five, he can kick straight. Who knows how many he could kick. And then just some of the other players that really played well. I thought um, McEntee and Francis Evans, he was in the team. He did some good things as well. Bonner did some good things on the wing. He was very good. I thought Jackson Mead was showing some promise when he came off the uh, as a sub. He was really good too. And then the defence, Jonas played right and kicked his first goal in, I think, first goal in like 200 games or something. Like, it's been a long time. Obviously, Farrell was back in, did some good things. Good to see, you know, Drew and Wines really good in the midfield as well. Probably the, obviously, the concern, Todd Marshall being subbed out. The one issue I do have with Port Adelaide is the rucks. And I've been saying this for a while. Tico was soundly beaten by Todd Goldstein. I think he was their best player. And if you go through the last few games, you would see the best players... For the opposition, the Ruckman were in the best players. So the week before that against Essendon, Draper was their best player. Then you've got Bailey Williams against West Coast, and he was their best player as well. And then against St Kilda, Royal Marshall, he was their best player as well. So, And this really concerns me about their game when they go up against Melbourne, which we'll talk about shortly. But before that, um, we'll go into the awards. We'll start with the, um, the Tarp Award, the worst moment. I'll give it to Ryan Byrne for his kick-in in the first quarter. He kicked it straight into the man of the mark, which I think was Larky. Then he handled it out, and it was an easy snap goal. You know, you can't be doing that. I don't know how you could be doing that from a kick-in. Kick it straight into on the man of the mark on a kick-in. So, been inexcusable from Ryan Burton. But he, he did some good things, too. He actually went up forward after that, too, and he kicked a goal as well. So, he'll, he might be doing that possibly this week, depending on key forwards. But see what happens. But, yeah, he gets the tough award. We go to the Robbie Gray moments, so the best moments. Now, kicked a lot of goals, a lot of good goals. You know, Travis Boak's kick from the boundary was pretty cool. 
But I've got to give it to Tom Jonas just for the moment. As I said, since 2014, he kicked the goal. He kicked his second goal. He took a mark. He was about 50 out. He handballed out to Houston, and he was under pressure. They got it back to him. Did a bit, of, bit a little bit of a fake, and then he kicked it from 50. Nailed it. And he was very excited by that. And who wouldn't be as a defender? You don't normally go down there and kick a goal. So that was a really good moment to see that he got himself on the score sheet and rarely to say captain's goal from Tom Jonas too. So he did really well So with that to get a goal. So we'll go into the pair awards of the uh, votes. There were a few I could probably put in this one, but I've gone with these three. So one vote I've given to Connor Rosie. Brilliant once again. I think in that second quarter, just he was able to get into the game like his speed and his agility is like you could just see it he gets it he gets away from the tackler so well gets it out of pressure and was able to just pick out pies as well and he was just brilliant once again i think he had like i think like 28 disposals and six clearances it was brilliant once again so he definitely deserved the one vote two votes i gave to miles bergman i think he had like 20 disposals he had six intercept marks and his disposal was brilliant what we need to do and port adelaide if you're listening to this you need to re-sign him as soon as possible because this kid is really good and he's going to be an absolute superstar for Port Adelaide, the way he's playing. And his last month has just been spectacular. Obviously, a bit, bit more of a test when he plays when he goes up against Melbourne. bit different, but I think he's in good stead to have a great career and just show how good he can be with his game against North Melbourne. Very impressive. So definitely deserving the two votes. And three votes, gave to Zach Barters. 32 disposals, 12 score involvements. Just brilliant once again in the midfield and as I said he was working up and down like a workhorse and just tough at the footy some of the marks he took just going with courage and he's becoming one of the premium midfielders slowly becoming that if he keeps playing the way he's going he is definitely got to be a consideration for the all-australian team he has just been playing that well very impressive from him and he's really taken the load off all the other midfielders too with like with Rosie and Horn Francis, Boke, Wines, Drew, it's very impressive to see, and they've done really well with that. So, Zach Butters, I think that's two weeks in a row. He's got the three votes, so probably uh, getting himself a bit clear on the pair award. Well done to Zach Butters, and well done to Port Adelaide for... Could be a difficult game being in Tasmania, but they did the job, and obviously, Jason Horn Francis, he didn't go up to the high standards of a real big argy-bargy push and shoving. Didn't really happen to that much. Heard the booze, which is fair enough. Obviously, leaving him after one year. And he did some good things, Juan Francis, but he'll be happy to just get all, move on from that game. And I think Port will be happy with a 70-point win. And we'll move on to next week, which we'll talk about shortly. But before that, we'll go to Sunday. We'll go to the LA Crows. Massive win against St. Kilda. A 52-point win, and they were very impressive. Now, I was actually at this game, so shout-out to Jack um, for giving me a last-minute ticket for that. Didn't ask for it. He asked me to come, and... For why not? It's footy. I was very impressed with the way they played. Their pressure was on early on. They just broke through St. Kilda's zone, their defence, and I've never seen St. Kilda's defence be destroyed this season. And that's a credit to the Crows, the way they worked it around. Their, their kicking was impressive. Their foreline just looked dangerous every time they had the footy. And the defence was solid. They did really well because St. Kilda actually had more inside 50s, I think, in that first half when the game was really on, and they held them really well. I think the few players that Oh, I would say played really well. Brody Smith of halfback was impressive. Just his disposal. He actually got a lot of the free. I think he had like 32 disposals. So that's a lot for someone like him. It's just his rebounding and just his disposal is what you want of halfback. You want good kickers and, you know, he is up there. The midfield was good with uh, Jordan Dawson. Another 33 disposal game. Just always finding the footy. I think the thing I'm impressed with Dawson is just his disposal, but he's able to find the footy and also to get out of pressure. In some of these, like, he's able to get the ball, he gets tackled, but then he's able to get the handball out 
to any of the of his um, teammates, and they were able to open it up. So another great game from Dawson. As I said, the four line was really good. Tex Walker kicked five. Every time it's going to get to his vicinity, he was going to mark it or do something with it. He either marked the ball or he'd drop it. There'd be crummers, or he'd get his own ball and snap it on left foot, which he did. I think he did as <laughs> one of his goals. So he was very, very good in that forward line. I thought Isaac Rankin did his job, a couple of goals. I thought Luke Pedler. I was actually impressed with him. The goal he kicked was really good. The one-handed pickup to get on the left foot. He just looks dangerous, but I'd like the fact they played him in the midfield, get him a few disposals in there, because I think he could be a future midfielder for that club, because he's got the attributes for it. He's got the strength. He's got the left foot, and he's just a really big kick as well. And I think he's just got the power to play as a midfielder. I think it just looks like to me they're playing as a forward just to improve his tank, because he's only, I think he's a third-year player. He's still very young. He's still eligible for the rising star, which the way he's playing at the moment, he could easily be a nominee for this year. Uh, but... Obviously, from another rising star potential to another. I uh, thought Michael only was very good in defence for him. Very solid he has been this year. He's just been a great find for the Crows. Father-son pick. His dad played for Norwood. He was just very impressive. Very good one-on-one -on -one player. And that's what the Crows want. You just want a player who can do his role and do his job. And that's what he does for him. So he was very impressive. And as I said, defence was good. Like Butts and Duday, they did their job. O'Brien did the job in the ruck. He got the hitouts. Probably Marshall got the better of him with the hit at 12 advantage, but he did what he had to do. And also for Phil Thorpe did a good job too. He did have a knee injury during the game. They actually started him in the rut. Just, I think, was more for mobility around the stoppages, which actually worked. And I thought he made did some promise as well with that too. So I thought it was a very good performance by the Adelaide Crows, like 52 points against a team with the stingiest defence in the AFL, and they just carved him into pieces. And that's what I was very impressed with, how they did it. And... I think this puts them in good stead for the rest of the season. That could possibly put them into the top eight. Who knows what could happen, but it's just a win that on Mother's Day, on a Sunday afternoon, a beautiful day as well. You know, Crows fans will be very happy with that. But we'll get on to the awards. So this is actually Soph's awards, so not what I predicted or have said. So we'll go into it. So we'll start with, we'll go with the, um, the Chardonnay Award, the worst moment. Now, she has given it to a moment, I think it was in the second quarter so there was a play in the, in the last defense it was a bit of a scrappy one and then chase jones picked up the ball he got tackled as he kicked it kicked up the side of the boot and i think it went straight to butler's hands and he snapped the goal so it was a bit unlucky but you know a bit of a risky kick to try and do i think he tried to kick a cross goal and it was tackled and then it was an easy snap from uh, dan butler now the jordan dawson moment now gave it to parnell who is another one i was going to talk about had a brilliant game coming back took an absolute Specky, unbelievable Specky. I mean, the first quarter, he got a bit of a riding, got a bit of a sit as well. So you would think he'd get mark of the week for that one. So it was a cry hanger in the first quarter. And I thought he was very good too, I think, in that first half when they needed him to. He was just good bit of distribution from defence and showed his speed, showed a bit of composure as well, which is very nice to have in that defence. So I thought that was a good game for him to come back and you think the Crows will stick him in that team, slot him in that defence. So he gets the award from the Jordan Dawson Award. Now to the Crom Award. So one vote given to Jordan Dawson is what Soph's given. And as I said, 33 disposals, just dominating midfield. And I've been saying this now, the pod, you know, probably no one will believe me when I say it, but I've been saying it to Soph and her family that Jordan Dawson should be playing as a midfielder, not half back. And since he went into the midfield, which was again in the showdown, they have only lost two games, I believe. It just shows, I think that's like, they're like five and two or whatever it is. And that just shows he's just a quality midfielder. He gets his own footy. He's a good contested ball winner too. And he's a, he's a 
he's a big man. He's a tall player as well. So he's not going to get pushed out of the contest. And he showed again, just winning the footy, 33 disposals, as I said, just dominated again. So well-deserving of the one vote. Now, two votes gave, he Soph gave to Tex Walker, five goals. Nothing more to say about that, can we? He <laughs> um, was just great. As I said, one-on-one -on -one battle, you would either win it or you would even it or give it to advantage to his players or to his teammates. And it was just great. Looked like he was still at his best. And I think for the any of the Crows fans who think that he should retire this year, I don't think he should. I think he should definitely um, keep going at least to the end of next year, especially with finals happening. I don't think he'll want to retire just yet. I think he's still got the legs, still got enough to be able to kick goals. And as I said, he kicked five and kicked three last week. So he still can kick the goals. I don't see why he can't keep him in the team. So he did well for the two votes and three votes, which I'm happy to agree with this one too, is Brody Smith. Just brilliant half back. In the first half, he was magnificent. He was, I think, what they needed. Just that kind of rebounding out of defense. He was pinpointing targets. And sometimes with just really good intercept plays as well. Yeah, I think he did a couple of good intercept spoils and marks as well. And then kicked the goal as well in the first quarter, I believe, too. Just now one from 50 as, as his trademark. Just comes out, kicks from 50-55. Easy goal. He did really well. So, well done to Brody Smith for getting the three votes in the Crom Awards. So... I believe that probably makes Jordan Dawson still leading the Crom Award, which is fair enough. I think just an unbelievable year he's had. All-Australian level, I'd have to say. He's got to be close to All-Australian captain at this rate too because he's just been a magnificent skipper. And talks of him potentially being the captain of the year is on the cards at the moment. Probably Darcy Moore might have something to say about that, but he's definitely up there. He's been fantastic as well. So good win from the Crows, 52 points. Now they'll move on. They've got the Western Bulldogs in Ballarat is going to be a tough game. Now, last year they did beat them by a point. So if they do something similar, I'd be very happy for them. But the Bulldogs have been good this season. They had some good wins. Um, they've, I think they're just outside the four themselves. So they're pretty similar where they are. So if the Crows, if they can get this win, I think they're one step closer to making finals. So if they can get that victory in Ballarat, which is a very tough conditions. Now, Crows have had a bit of history of not kicking straight this year. Got to be able to kick straight, but it's going to be very difficult in Ballarat. I think it's all about the low-driven kicks in front of goal so the wind doesn't blow it away is the key thing for the Crows. If they can get that, keep that disposal, keep playing what they did against St Kilda, big chance of winning the game. So definitely an opportunity for them to get the win. But they'll have to do it without Tom Dude. He's out with a concussion, so just sort of hinders the defence a bit. But I would you like to think Nick Murray would just come in and be the like-for-like um, -like replacement. So they should be fine. And I know the Bulldogs have got a bit of height up forward, but sometimes... In Ballarat, it can be tough for the key forwards to kick a bag of goals. You think the Crows should be able to match all right with them? It's just be able to match with their midfield and obviously match with the Bont. He's the superstar in that team, so if they can nullify him, it goes a long way of winning the game. And then Port Adelaide have got a big game Friday night against Melbourne. It's a huge game, and if Port want to be a top four side, they've got to win this. It's as simple as that. The key battle will be the Rucks, and I'm very worried if they play Tickle against Gorn and Grundy, he will probably get slaughtered. And that's the concern. So if, if it ends up being Tickle rucking, I think the midfield has got to be alert to the kind of ruck taps Gorn and Grundy would do. So be on the midfield. But you could say Melbourne's midfield is arguably the best when you've got Viney, Petrarca and Oliver, all clearance kings. They've just got another fight. And they've just got to even out those clearances and make sure they don't dominate. Especially against Essendon, when they lost the first eight clearances, you saw what happened. They got absolutely smashed. And they were, I think they were down by as much as three goals. If you do that against Melbourne, you're going to get done by a lot more than that. So they've got to be on the ball about that against the Demons. I think the key thing for Port is just to, as I said, nullify the clearances and just be effective when they go forward. 
And just goal kicking has been a little bit of an issue for Port. A couple misses in the last few rounds. So just kicking straight would be the key thing as well. And not to play to Melbourne's strength, which is their kind of structure they have in defence. And now last year, they tried to play slow, which is probably the last thing you want to do against a Melbourne team who like to come back and defend, like to intercept the play. So you need to be quick going forward. And that's what Port have got to do against them. They can play a quick style. They like playing the corridor. This is how they're going to play against Melbourne. You've got to expose the likes of May and Lever in that defence. And if Charlie Dixon's back, that would be very useful. But if he is not, it will be a bit of a test for the forward line. But players like Ollie Lord, who has shown some glimpses of what he can do, he, he just needs to produce a contest and let the small forwards get to work and see if Evans and McEntee, Pal Pepper, can all get to work. And then Finlayson, if he can kick a few goals, go a long way winning as well. And just their defence just got to be strong. And if they can do that, goes a long way winning the game. But it's going to be a very exciting contest, that one. So Friday night footy. So we'll wrap it up there. I um, just wanted to give you the analysis of both the Crows and Port games. They were both really good wins. And then just analysis of this weekend's footy. It's going to be very exciting games, this one. So well, hopefully you enjoyed this one. Um, if you have, um, please um, let us know. We're on obviously Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok, so and YouTube as well. So you know, let us know how you feel about the uh, the podcast as well. If you're enjoying it, or if there's anything that you want us to talk more about, um, let us know. Let your friends and family know about this podcast too. We greatly appreciate it. Hopefully, this time we'll be with Sophie this time, so with the Sophie's podcast we're in. So and um, we'll be yeah, we'll be back next week hopefully with both of us and we'll analyze the next week's games. But until then, bye for now.